in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Following developing news this morning, a collection of wildfires burning in the Texas Panhandle, the largest of them, the Smokehouse Creek Fire, bigger than the city of Austin. It's about 300,000 acres. People being evacuated, homes are burning, major highways are closed. Governor Greg Abbott issuing a disaster declaration for 60 Texas counties in response to the wildfires that have spread throughout the state. Amarillo's fire department saying the fires have spread to both sides of Highway 136, a major highway running from Amarillo up to Oklahoma. They are now moving south toward Amarillo. And areas around Amarillo are also burning, producing thick plumes of smoke all over the area. Take a look at this video uh, from a fire and rescue truck as it drove through leaping flames, sparks and smoke during response in that area. Now we have some of our crews there helping fight the flames. Travis County Emergency Services District 1 already deployed a two-man crew to the Panhandle. Crews from other Central Texas cities are also headed to that area. It's just stunning to watch this video. You can imagine how scary this is for the firefighters as well. The concern right now, the ongoing winds and the challenges creating for crews trying to contain this from growing. That fire has burned hundreds of thousands of acres. The Smokehouse Fire uh, the, by Cedar Creek is another perspective that we have. One of the largest fires burning in the panhandle. Yeah, a reporter for a local paper there uh, took some video. It shows the fire burning through land and nearby homes. Here's what she saw as soon as she stepped out of her car. Let me tell you, this is not a safe situation. We are moving. Um, please stay out of this area and please get out. And you should already be gone. Nothing is important except your life right now. My town is in danger and it's burning. And frankly, I'm, I'm just gonna say I'm sad right now. I'm taking a moment. We have a crew as well that's on the way to Amarillo and we'll have live reports coming up later on throughout the day. Yeah, and we were curious about how prepared Austin is for a fire like this. This map represents the wildland urban interface. The blue area helps illustrate how 40% of the city actually needs to have a different level of preparedness for fire. Austin Fire actually pushed for different codes here, such as the outside of homes and what materials you use to build a deck to better protect those neighborhoods, butting up to those wildland areas. Now, the city calculates more than 60% of the structures in Austin are within a mile and a half of those shaded parts, putting them at a higher risk of wildfire if one were to ignite. So we'll put that map on our website, kxan.com, for those listening in on the uh, podcast. But I want to take you to the weather maps now because unfortunately we are looking at an increased risk of wildfires here in central Texas today. Why? Our winds are going to go from nothing to something here within the next hour. Notice the high fire danger we have centered over the Austin metro. We've got moderate fire danger in the areas outside of that. That includes most of the hill country, eastern counties, and parts of Hayes County. Wind alerts already in place. We knew this was coming with the cold front already starting to approach us from the north. The wind advisory is in effect until 4 p.m. Here in central Texas, we have wind gusts up to 45 miles per hour. That's what's possible today, and we're already starting to see some of that come through. I'll tell you the light rain that the radar is indicating 
it's going to have a hard time reaching the ground. So I'm not super convinced that we're going to be looking at meaningful rain chances today. I think it's going to be all about the winds and it's going to be all about that temperature drop. Live like outside from our Lorenz and the Reds 360 camera showing some cloud cover that 63 that that is going to be gone here within the next couple of hours because we know that cold fronts coming through and it will drop these temperatures significantly already doing so up in San Sap and Lampasas County. There's a lot going on in our weather here locally today. So stick around. I've got your full forecast for you coming up. Okay, thank you, Kristen. A person now in custody after a SWAT call out last night in South Austin. Really scary situation. 911 received a call around 5 p.m. yesterday from someone saying his son was causing a disturbance in his home off of Coral Lane. That is near South I-35 Frontage Road. APD initially responded to the incident as a welfare check. And when officers got there, they saw a lot of blood. Officers say the man refused to come down from the attic where he was barricaded. Additionally, they say that man already had an outstanding warrant. Eventually, he did come down. He was treated for injuries, and then officers took him to jail. A Rouse High School coach and teacher is facing a charge of sexual assault. This according to the Williamson County Jail Records. Leander ISD sent parents a letter saying that Brandon Matthew Hopp is on administrative leave. Leander police and the district confirmed last week that they were investigating a possible inappropriate relationship between a teacher and a student at the high school. And Austin City leaders are looking to make some big moves against climate change. Yeah, this comes as the University of Texas is researching the more climate disaster that they're expecting moving forward. City Council members saying preparing for and working to prevent climate change is a big focus. There are several resolutions to Austin's upcoming council agendas tied to this. Councilmember Ryan Alter introducing two of them. One, to incentivize companies doing work with the city to go greener. The other, making it easier for you to switch your lawn care equipment to be better for the environment. What we want to do is say, hey, if you've got an old gas lawnmower that you want to trade in for an electric one, we're going to boost that rebate. Councilmember Mackenzie Kelly also has a resolution coming up that, if approved, would create an educational campaign about the city's WaterWise program. Through that program, you can get money back for having sustainable landscaping. City Council expected to vote on these items over the next two weeks. Busy morning here, Tom. Much more news ahead. Coming up, why a movement in the Michigan primary is raising concerns among Democratic voters. Plus, we're looking at years past as KXAN digs deeper to provide context of how the multiple homicides in Austin this year compared to other years. Good morning. This is a live look outside from our Austin Tower camera overlooking Austin. Happy to have you with us early on on this Wednesday morning. You know, voters handed the current and former president another win, this one in the Michigan primary. Former President Donald Trump celebrating a decisive victory over Nikki Haley in a critical battleground state. And President Biden on the Democratic side, but a progressive movement to vote uncommitted instead of Biden is raising a warning flag. Many Democrats voicing their anger over how the president is handling the Israel Hamas war. And Biden released a statement following last night's results. In that statement, President Biden thanking voters while issuing a strong warning that Donald Trump is threatening to drag us even further into the past as he pursues revenge and retribution. That is a direct quote from the president. 
The statement making no mention of the organized movement backed by a coalition of Arab American and Muslim American voters. And looking ahead to next week, we have Super Tuesday, traditionally one of the most important dates on the political calendar. We're 15 states and one territory. We'll vote on March 5th. Overdose prevention, the actions two Central Texas counties are taking to try and curb drug addiction. Texas and Texas Tech in Lubbock for one more time as conference rivals. Memorable for the horns, I've got it for you coming up. Good morning, another live look outside overlooking Austin. It is the 28th of February. Happy to have you with us on KXAN News Today. We're gonna go down to Hayes County, which wants to be more organized when it comes to tackling the fentanyl crisis that they're seeing and that we're seeing here in Central Texas. Yeah, this week, the Hayes County Commissioner's Court approved an application to receive nearly $1 million to create a new task force. KXAN Sam Stark tells us more about where the funds could go. Officers in Hayes County want to do more to thwart the fentanyl threat in Central Texas. It's been a huge priority, specifically over the last 16 or 17 months when we lost several juveniles in the summer of 2022. The drug is pervasive in communities in Central Texas. The Hayes County Sheriff's Office said fentanyl overdoses are emerging as the leading cause of death for adults 18 to 45 in the state, and there needs to be a better way to tackle the problem. We're losing way too many people in this country, up to 190 people a day. That's way too many. The Hayes County Commissioner's Court approved an application Tuesday for nearly $1 million to bolster efforts in Hayes, Williamson, and Travis County. The money would create new salaried positions in the Tri-County Task Force and support research, all with the overarching goal of reducing the number of fentanyl-related poisonings. Through these funds that, that the grant will provide, we'll be able to fight this epidemic. Well, this is an incredible thing because it provides a lot of funding that could possibly be used in the right way. Adam Holt runs a sober living community space in Hayes County. He's heartened by the task force, but wants funds to continue going towards community treatment and prevention. I understand like uh, the, the need for prosecution around uh, drug trafficking and things like that, but there's also an increased need for the treatment. In Hayes County, Sam Stark, KXAN News. Uh, the Tri-County Task Force consisting of Hayes, Travis, and Williamson counties will form officially if it ends up receiving the grant funding, though it has been running informally for nearly a year. The Hayes County Sheriff's Office says it does expect a decision on the grant by the summer. And Travis County is also working to combat drugs in our area. Austin Travis County EMS is celebrating after reaching its 500th patient in a program launched to slow the growing opioid crisis. It's called Buprenorphine Bridge Program, which launched in November of 2020. Buprenorphine is a drug that can curb withdrawal symptoms and cravings. We talked to a woman who says she was severely suffering from withdrawal symptoms and that this program changed her life. I happened to be outside, you know, sick, and then I called the Mr. Sasser and the program, and they came out right away and helped me. He gave me the full information on how the program works, what is buprenorphine, how it works, what it does for you. And since I have been helped by this program, I'm going on two years now without any opioids. Drug overdoses were the leading cause of Travis County accidental deaths in 2022. That year, there was a 35% increase in overdoses from 2021, and it prompted county and city leaders to declare an official public health crisis. 
Turning now to a social media trend that has really just blown up online. It's called dupes, and it means finding similar products for a cheaper price. Nothing new. I do this all the time. Yeah. Inflation, though, really uh, putting a dent in consumers' pockets. So everyone, of course, looking for the best deals regardless of brand. People right now especially are looking to get what they want, but for a cheaper price. Because we all know prices for everything is going up and up and up. And if they can get a similar product for $10 instead of spending $45, they're going to be very happy to get that $10 product. And this morning on today, a closer look at this trend. Hey, you know what? Anything you can do to save a couple bucks. I'm here yeah. for it. Wait, this is new. Yeah, I'm, like, like, I'm like, we've been doing, I've been going generic. Yeah. I've been getting the Kirkland brand exactly. for as long as yeah. I can remember. Like, Anything that blows up on TikTok, it's, it's apparently yeah. I guess so. so. I guess maybe people are spending more time like online uh -huh. specifically yeah. versus in the grocery okay. store yeah. or the pharmacy or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because clouds and radar are showing an attempt at some rain in the hill country but right now we're only going to be looking at a couple raindrops here in San Saba County a lot of cloud cover anticipated really the big story the cold front it's here y'all it's moving through the hill country as we speak you can see the cold air behind it and then the 20s 30s and 40s up in North Texas and parts of the panhandle we are sitting very comfortably in the 60s right now here in Austin but that will change within the next hour visibility is down in our eastern canyons. We do have some fog, two and a half mile visibility in Giddings, Caldwell, Bastrop, Fayette County, all those areas looking at slightly reduced visibility, but it's not widespread dense fog this morning. It's just some spots of low clouds. We're going to be looking at a mainly cloudy sky from start to finish, but the temperature trend is going to be weird today because as soon as that cold front hits you, you'll immediately lose a good 10 to 15 degrees off your temperatures, and it's a slow recovery getting up to about 60 degrees today with only a 10% chance of that spot of rain. So as far as the number drop goes, as as far as the morning, you walk out, you're going to want that jacket. 40s in the hill country, low 50s around 8 a.m. here in the Austin metro. Not those nice, comfy upper 60s we've had recently. This is going to, I think, be a little shock to the system because of how fast it moves in and how slow it takes us to recover. We're not expected to see any meaningful warm up today. In fact, we've probably already hit our high temperatures for the day around midnight. Our temperature trend comes down into the afternoon. The winds, the winds will be a huge issue today. We've got winds coming straight out of the north at about 20 to 35 miles per hour sustained, but your wind gusts closer to 40, even 45 miles per hour this morning. It's going to hit you like a brick wall, these winds, because that cold front comes in and the winds stay with us for almost the entire day. That's why that wind advisory stretches all the way until 4 p.m. Unfortunately, that is going to come with an increase in fire danger for us here in central Texas today as well. So we'll be watching that close. Like I said, not a whole lot of sunshine anticipated today. Going to include a very small chance of a spot of rain here in the hill country mainly. It's 10 to 20%. It's nothing I'm excited about. Even if we do see rain, rainfall is not likely to be much. So a few hundredths of an inch if we're lucky. Big story though will be the winds and that drop in temperature.
You'll notice tomorrow even cooler. Tomorrow morning we wake up to 40s. We're down to the mid 50s, but it's a two day drop in temperatures. By the time we hit Friday, here come our 70s, courtesy of winds spinning out of the south, 80s on the way for the weekend. Seven day forecast shows those winds, the big story, as well as that temperature drop. Again, you're going to hear we talked about those two things all morning long because it is going to be, uh, you know, a, a very strong cold front, just not in the way of rain and storms. That's the bummer. We're getting the wind. We're getting the drop in temperatures. We're getting the drop in humidity, but we're just not seeing that increase in rain like we'd like. 20% chance of a couple spots of light rain continue tomorrow. Then the sunshine returns Friday into the weekend. A couple more spots of rain possible early next week, but even that is trending light, though we will stay in the 70s. It looks like through the start of next week and your overnight lows. I'm not worried about a freeze here in the next six to seven nights as we stay in the 40s and 50s. All right, Kristen, thank you. Well, Austin leaders are eyeing a handful of different options to revitalize the site of a former hospital downtown. Council told city leaders in September to look into affordable housing opportunities at the former Health South property that is off of Red River and East 12th Street. The proposal calls for bringing cheaper housing to people, including workers in the healthcare, hospitality, and service industries. But at a work session, staff outlined four different scenarios, some prioritizing an on-site affordable housing development, others wanting to use money raised through city-owned market rate housing to fund affordable housing units in other areas. Council is expected to put a pause on that discussion till later this year after the city's next budget's finalized. Our recommendation at this point really is to pause um, and take this up again summer fall uh, when we have a better idea of both the budget for FY25 um, as well as some of the ongoing um, market conditions that we are contemplating. Our digital reporter Kelsey Thompson dives deeper into each of those four options online over at KXAN.com. Nearly 700 Capital Metro bus operators and employees still haven't received their full paychecks for January, most of February. Earlier this month, KXAN investigators learned of more than 350 bus operators waiting on the money they're owed. During a Cap Metro board meeting, officials with Cap Metro's third-party contractor, Keolis, said pay code issues impacted payments for the last two months. There's about 75 different pay codes that our employees get paid under. And one mistake on one of those pay codes times 10 days in a pay period is 10 different mistakes that have to be corrected. Don't get things, anything twisted. We, ATU, Cap Metro, and Keolis collaboratively. We met a few times to try to get things rectified, but things are not going fast enough. Keolis leaders added that they're working to finalize those remaining payment issues as well as double pay owed to more than 300 employees. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. One last go around for Texas and Texas Tech in the regular season in the Big 12 and in Lubbock. Longhorns coming off that loss at Kansas on Saturday, trying to avoid going down three games under 500 in Big 12 play and trying to avoid the season sweep at the hands of Texas Tech. Early on, Max Acemus gets run over, has to go out, had a pretty sizable cut, comes back in. He's really been struggling. Tough shot right there, though. Texas up 10. He goes into number 11 on the all-time scoring list. This game was about defense, about effort, and how about Brock Cunningham to Kendall Weaver, the and one. Weaver had 15, and the Longhorns jump on Tech early, up 13. The backdoor cut to sue the slam. 
and it is a 15-point game. Longhorns stayed relentless. Cunningham the block. Weaver in transition and then feeds to Asmus for the three. He was 2 of 15 from three in the last three ball games, and then up by 21, make it 24 at the half. Unheard of. Asmus had four threes in the first half, 18 for the game. Second half, though, well, Dylan to sue the bucket right there. Longhorns up 29. Then things get a little bit chippy. Texas up 25. Brock Cunningham and Darian Williams collide. They call the flagrant two on Cunningham right there. His sixth trip to Lubbock. Are we surprised that he might have one more dust up with the Red Raiders? And then things get a little dicey for Texas. It's down to 15, but to sue two of his 21 right there. And Texas goes on to win it. 81-69. The final score, Longhorns in a big way needed that one as they are down to three more games in the regular season. Saturday afternoon, they will take on Oklahoma State trying to get back to 500 in Big 12 play. That's part of a doubleheader with the UT women who play Saturday night in the regular season finale. Tonight in Norman, Texas and OU, if the Longhorns can win on the road, they would be tied for first in the Big 12. Back to you. Thank you, Roger. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for being with us. We've got a lot more coming up at 5. The high-profile trial of two former Williamson County deputies continuing and the new ruling that could be made today.